honestly tell you right now, my back is broken. I had a shovel in my hand for the last five and a half hours. So during this podcast, you see me shift a lot. It's just because I'm trying to get comfortable. Uh, this office hands has not had a shovel in his hands for a good couple of months, and it is starting to show. Uh, it was a rough one. So we're trying to do a backyard remodel. We got a four-car garage going in right now. Uh, foundation just got poured this morning, but we had to dig out a lot of the footings, and there's a lot of little steps that the inspector wanted, so we had to tackle it, uh, which equaled me. But the joys of being your own GC. Today, I want to talk about something that's come up twice this week already. And I didn't realize that this is something that a lot of people don't think about. So I want to dive into this. I want to talk to you guys about this. And it's in your exit strategy. Do you have your exit strategy? And I'm not taking your exit strategy of today of just leaving, you know, the work and getting home. And what are you going to do when you get home? I'm talking about selling your company, selling your business, your retirement plan that you've been building. You know, even though your company is, is a passion, you love it you love what you're doing, you're still going to sell it for money. It has a value to it. And you're not going to just leave that value on the table. You're not just going to close the stores one day and say, I'm done and walk away. You are going to try and sell that business. And there's a couple steps that people don't think about that I've been kind of mentoring some people on or just having roundtable discussions with and saying, hey, this is the things you need to think about. So I thought I'd share them here today on this podcast. First off, do you even have an exit strategy? Have you even thought about this? I'm going to say the majority of you guys haven't even thought about how you're going to sell your company, who you're going to sell it to, or any of that stuff. You have to think about this. And sadly, you should have started thinking about this the day you bought the company, the day that you took it over, the day you started it. That is one of those paramount things that you need to be a part of. Not am I going to get in, how am I going to get out? One of the things that I never ever thought of was how can somebody do my job? Now, we're talking about selling a company and we're talking about somebody doing your job. It's the same thing if you're on the top. If you're the owner, it's the same thing. I had a client seven years ago. They called me one day and said, hey, I want to get out. I want to retire. It's time to sell my business. Well, I said, okay. I went through their books, 2X on the profits. And I said, your company's worth this. I will pay you this because I'm not looking to buy a company but it's worth it to me to buy for this. And he looks at me and he goes, I, I, I think that's a good deal, but I don't know. And I said, it's a fair deal. It's not a great deal. It's just a fair deal. And then he looked back and I said, well, now that I've looked at it and you've explained it to me, I want this for the company. And I said, have you even thought about this? He goes, no, I just called and I assumed you'd just give me a pile of money. I said, well, how big of a pile of money did you want? He goes, well, I didn't know. I was going to let you start talking and then kind of go from there. He had never thought about it. And I hate to say this, but we didn't make a deal. He didn't make a deal with anybody else, and he just closed his doors. And that $90,000 I was going to give him for his company disappeared. All that value that he had built over the 23 years of being in business is gone. Just poof, it's gone. And, I'm, and I don't want any, that to happen to anybody. I don't want to see anybody lose a business or be devalued or, or miss a step when it comes to retirement and, and living a nice, comfortable life for the hard work you did throughout all the years. So step one, when you buy a company, you're going to pour in the passion, the heart, and the soul to make it great and to grow it. Yes, understood. Right off the bat, whatever you do, better start writing it down. Those are your SOPs, Standard Operating Procedures. 
you need to build SOPs on how you do the day-to-day, how you handle situations, how you organize your company. Because as you write it down, now somebody can follow it. But more importantly, you're going to learn from it. You're going to look at this and say, oh, as I'm writing this down, this is wrong. I should attack it this way. And you're going to learn how to grow that company and scale it differently by writing it down, taking the time to basically kind of grade yourself, review yourself on your steps. It's really easy to verbally tell somebody what to do. We do it all the time. It takes us, what, 10, 20, 30 seconds? But to actually spend the time to write it down, give them a manual and say, this is what we do, that's more difficult and you're going to have to put your thinking cap on. But it's going to be worth its weight in gold later on down the road. The other thing is, with an SOP, somebody could do your job for you. You definitely want to work yourself out of a day-to-day task job. If you work yourself out of a job, you have the ability to stop, look at the company, and restructure it, change it, be the marketing face, be the face of the company. You have time to do all those extra things that will grow the company and bring more business in. But if nobody knows how to do your job and you have to do your day-to-day grind, then it's not going to work out for you. Here's a story for you. 10 years ago, I was doing sales for the sign company. I love sales. I love the kill. Go into a boardroom, bunch of suits, sell them on a new sign package. That is my fantasy. Love it. I love sales. But my dad, who was the estimator in the company, did all the estimating. I was the front end. Dad was the back end. If dad had assumed room temperature overnight, I could not run that company. It would go under instantaneously. I had no idea how to build a sign. I had no idea how to estimate a sign. It was all in his head. Well, the time dad owned the sign company, he was the owner. No one knew how to do his job. So if something catastrophic were to happen to him, the company would go under overnight. He didn't set himself up for an exit strategy other than having an heir and me taking over the family business. But if somebody knew how to do estimating, if somebody knew all the information that was in his head, if he had written it down on paper or had a good software system in place for it, that would have not been the case. We would have been able to, to limp along and find our way and grow the company again if something catastrophic would have happened to him. When we launched Squarecoil in our company, instantly we saw how he was estimating. Everything was on paper. We could see the channel letters the cabinet signed, what his thought processes were. And then we started to see the costing on the back end to compare the notes of how close did he guesstimate. Because we all know an estimate is a guess. We're guessing of how long it's going to take. We really don't know every single little pothole on the road. But we had to take a guess. So we started to compare the costing with his estimating. And he was pretty spot on. He was pretty dialed. But we now had a track record that anybody else could estimate. We now have another estimator that does the estimating. He doesn't have to do it anymore. We trained somebody to do his job and got all the information out of his brain. Let's say I assumed room temperature and I passed away instantaneously and he didn't have his exit strategy anymore. Because the software was in place and you had you know, an SOP through the software dialed in, he was able to say, this is what we do. This is how you achieve the goal. This is how you estimate. You can do what I do if you were to buy the company from it. You guys have to have your exit strategy thought out. If you guys are in production, somebody else better know how to build. If you're in marketing, somebody better know how to market. If you're in sales, somebody else better know how to do sales. You guys have to start training your replacement if you have any hopes of of selling your company. 
training. You know that old advantage, that adage that we hear all the time? If I train somebody, then I'm going to get fired. That has never come around in the history of time if you work for a good company. If you work for a bad company, there was warning signs already. Let's not lie. There were red flags that you didn't pay attention to. But if you work for a good company, they want you to train somebody to do their job so you can go on to something else. A couple of my guys in the shop, if they were to train somebody perfectly on how to do their job, I could have used them somewhere else. If they hold on to that knowledge very tightly and they go, it's mine, no one else touch it. Now no one can do that job but you. Now the company is tied up if you go on vacation, if you get sick, we can only rely on you when you're here. Any good owner manager would never let that happen in his four walls. He'd have other people trained to do that job. But if you were to take the uh, initiative and say, hey, employee X, please come over here. I'm going to train you and give you this knowledge. That's so much better. That's so much better because now that person can go do something else. You as the owner, it's no different. You're going to have to train people on how to do your job. And then you're going to have to let them do it. Step back, make sure it's done right or their version of right. You don't want a mini you. You want their own version of that. They're going to add things to the pile, more than likely better at some point in time, over time as they learn. But you're going to have to train somebody to do your job for you. If you are a small business and you only have two or three employees and there literally is nobody else to train you, you have to be able to write it down or put it into a software system. We've had three companies just this year sign up for our software system, Squarecoil Software, just because they flat out said, I'm selling the business. And I need to have a way to show everybody what it is and what we're doing so they can continue on with the legacy once I'm gone. They can continue on with the business and make it grow past what I'm doing. It's a perfect way to use software. It's a perfect way to build an SOP just off of that. But you guys got to be thinking in those terms. I want everyone to be as successful as possible. I mean, it's the whole reason why I'm doing this podcast to begin with. I want you guys to learn from the creativeness of companies. I want you to learn from the mistakes of others. I want you to learn from this so you can excel a whole lot faster than everything else. And selling the company is one of those big things. You have to have your exit strategy. When you do go to sell your company, selling to your employees, I hear this and I hate to tell you this, I cringe at this. If you have somebody that's a natural born leader and he's one of the employees, I love selling to your employees and selling back to the company and having them have a share of it. But 95% of the time, when you sell the employees, everybody has a sense of entitlement. They don't think that they have to do their job anymore because they own the company. Somebody else is going to do it for them. It is now an insanely top-heavy company, and it's not going to be profitable, and it's going to go under inside of years. I call this a scapegoat of the owner. The owner never did his job correctly to sell the company all intact with SOBs in place. So therefore, he goes, uh, 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 I know nobody knows how to run my company. Hey, employees, why don't you write it? And they go, a chance for ownership? This is great. They buy the business, they're all excited. They're all, I'm an owner. I'm an owner too. I'm so happy. Okay, who's doing that job? Not me. I'm the owner. Well, I don't need to do that. And next thing you know, the company started to implode on itself. They're starting to bicker and backstab. And the company just goes down within years. Meanwhile, the owner goes, well, at least I got my money. That's not fair to the employees. That's not fair to the team. They didn't know any better. Running a business was not their niche. You force fed them into that because you didn't have anybody else. So when I hear employee-owned company and the owner just kind of like sold it real quickly and ran away, shame on him. Shame on her. That's not, that's not good. 
That's, that's not polite. That's not nice. That's not kind. That's not how you do business. And that's not how you treat other people. If you're going to sell to somebody, if you're going to sell your business, please sell to a leader. Please sell to somebody that says the buck stops with me. I take responsibility. I will own whatever happens, good or bad. It is my responsibility, no matter what happens. Those are the people that should be owning businesses and leading your team. And let's not lie. They're your friends on some level or another. Your employees become your friends. You spend more time with them than you do anybody else. So make sure you give it to somebody that's really worthwhile. I'm trying to think of the one comment that has a really good comment that somebody asked me the other day and I want to share it with you guys. I'm trying to remember. My brain's a little loopy. I'm telling you what, shoveling for five hours, that'll, that'll get you. Um, what was that question? Oh, he goes, hey, Aaron, when's a good time to sell my company? I can't answer that question for you. I am going to ask that. I'm going to answer that question with a series of other questions. Are you tired of being the leader and want to get out? If so, now's a good time to sell the company. Are you planning to retire because you have other interests? Now's a good time to sell the company. Is it because it's going to go into recession? You don't think you're going to make it out? You should sell the company with a caveat that says, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm going to need somebody that does. Are you going to sell the company because it's just profitable? Maybe that's a good time to sell the company, but in all honesty, you could probably grow that company to be even twofold what it is now and have it even more profits for the family or even may have generational wealth if the company grows and scales as far as it can be. That's not a good time to sell the business. Just because you're like, oh, there's money. There's so much more things more valuable than money. Having a good company, growing, putting a smile on somebody's face. I will tell you right now, when I was doing sales for a sign company and I go back and meet with the ownership after the sign went up and a smile on their face, the pride that was there, that was the best thing ever. That was so cool. They were so happy and we brought that joy to them. That's worth more to me than a couple dead presents in my back pocket. I enjoyed that a lot. What, what enjoyment do you get out of your business? When you have those joys, keep your company. When you've ran out of the joy and you can't find joy anymore, sell your company. That's the best advice I can give when somebody asks me that. Should When should I sell? The sell is when the joy is gone. I guess that'd be the fastest and easiest way to say it. But if you still love what you're doing, you know, find somebody to do the hard part. I, I enjoy doing sales. I will never hire anybody to do sales if I don't need to because I love doing that. If I'm going to do something to do audits, yes, I'll find somebody else to do that. I don't want to do any audits. Do I want to paint? No, I don't want to paint. I'm not a good painter. It's going to look ugly. I'm going to end up sanding my whole life. But do I love to do sales? Yes. So if some of the things are joyful and some of the things are not, do me a favor and hire somebody else to do those ugly parts so you can find the joy in your company again. And then you can that happiness is going to uh, infuse throughout the whole company. But plain and simple, when are you going to sell your company? That's only up to you. I hope I gave you some advice on that one. But in the end of the day, find your exit strategy now. I don't care if you're going to sell your company inside of 20 years. You got to build your exit strategy now because that's going to make it so much easier for your team, yourself, and the potential buyer. Mm -hmm.